One more snap, would you have guessed, when this impossible season was trying to launch, that you'd get it all in, you'd get to Tampa, and when the Super Bowl ended, the ball would be in the hands of Tom Brady. I don't know why we ever think it won't. It's gotten almost not realistic in anything that we've ever thought this guy just changes the mold of the way we think and continues and there's Spagnola telling him I have no answers for you tonight that's what he's saying right here here's Brady saying hey keep your touch he says here's looking at you kid the season two premiere of palace off the top rope thank you so much for joining me ladies and gentlemen and it's been a little bit of a minute since the last time i spoke with you guys i believe in the middle of january was the last time i dropped an episode for you guys and uh you know some stuff has happened in the sports world like that little clip you just heard right there which i will happily address and happily get to in just a second but you know also stuff in in the entertainment world movies television just the whole pop cultural bubble in general there's a lot of stuff that's happened and i'll try to get to some of that today but just wanted to inform you of, what, of what's going on with this show yes it has been a minute uh but you know life gets in the way and it moves on and and, and it goes with <laughs> with you or without you you know um and all of us you know all of us during this time during this pandemic you know we've all had to adapt we've all had to evolve and that includes me. So I've had to, you know, work a little bit harder, grind a little bit harder, get an extra job on the side. You know, I do have a family to support uh, as well as keeping a roof over my own head. So that, you know, will always come first before anything. But just to let you know that this show is going to continue raging on because I love to do it. It's my place of Zen. It's my happy place. So no fear. Shows are going to continue to happen, and I know I promised you all a big season two, episode 100, right? Because that's what this is what you're listening to right now. 99 episodes in the can. This is episode 100 right here. I can't believe I've I've done so many episodes already, and I know I promised something huge and special, and I even hyped it up myself, and, and I wanted to do that for you guys. But unfortunately, you know, circumstances happen. You know, the stars couldn't align, especially with uh, the person that I wanted to book for this show. And I do hope to have them on at some point, but that's going to have to come down the line, um, and, and I'll make sure to make it happen. So that that will happen. A um, couple of other you know notable changes to the show. Uh, I, I think Abraham Trevino and Jake Ramirez did a hell of a job helping me out last year during the whole NFL season. We pretty much covered the whole season minus the playoffs and the Super Bowl, which, uh, again, that was my fault, especially with, with work and, and all the other stuff starting to pile up. So I wasn't able to bring them on for that, but they did such a hell of a job. And I've decided to bring them on kind of like full time for that football uh, season or anything football related. I'll always bring either both of them or one of them will always be uh, here on the show and, and we'll will make that its own entity, right? We're going to spin it off. And so anytime the football season occurs, the NFL, it's going to be a side show, and it'll be just that. You know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe can have spinoffs, freaking Law & Order, CSI, you know, whatever you want to call it. Everybody has spinoffs these days. Why can't my damn palace off the top? Or why can't we have spinoffs? So I'm going to do that. You know, I've got my 90s films turns 30 series that I'm still going to pick up that, you know, where we left off. You know, I still got The Godfather Part 3 
to do with Daniel Tucker. I know we're in 2021 now, so we're celebrating 1991. And, you know, there's there's a lot of fun movies to come this year to celebrate in the 30th anniversary. But I will go back to do that episode with Daniel Tucker. It's one we talked about a lot. So I, do, I did promise that to you all, and it will come to you down the pipeline. So that's going to keep going. The football show will be its own spinoff. And I got guests booked up, you know, for, for certain stuff that's coming down the line, especially this weekend with uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League finally coming into our lives. The Snyder Cut. You know, after years of fans clamoring for it online, and even me, the deniers, I thought it didn't exist, but there actually is an actual cut of this movie. It's going to be freaking four hours, so I'm going to have to watch that at some point this weekend because I'm bringing back Tyler Bishop, and we're going to do a whole episode dedicated to that movie specifically. So that's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of stuff in the works, and that's going to happen. Um, So I'm finally in a good place now where I can finally breathe a little bit not that it was ever scary for me you know with this whole pandemic and you know just stuff life in general like i'm good um but i finally gonna have some breathing room and we can get this show off and running so this is it i thought i'd just go back to basics episode 100 it's just me and the mic talking to you guys and uh hopefully y'all will enjoy and be along for the ride as we continue to move forward and again this is season two uh, episode 100 i'm so happy um Hopefully I'll make it to 200, 300, 400, you know, uh, I want to keep this show going and going and with the help of those that have, have have been on this show. And again, I always welcome any guests onto the show. This is a, like an open forum. You know, if you ever want to come on here and talk about anything pop culture, uh, I'm always game or sports related, whatever, even if it's something I'm not, you know, really good at talking about, whether it's, you know, NBA, you know, I know some stuff. You know, hockey, not really, but I can watch a game. Baseball, you know, you name it. If, if you're if you're up for any of that, please let me know. Um, I'm always up for it. But I wanted to kick off season two with kind of like a previously on. All right. So the last time I spoke to you guys was uh, with Roger Trevino. I had him on. And at the time, we were looking ahead to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And we were talking about the Bucks. you know. And it was still kind of a question mark as to what kind of team was going to emerge in this playoff run, you know, because, you know, it had been an up and down season. You know, I still had predicted them for the Super Bowl since like the beginning of the season, but that's just because I'm such a huge Tom Brady fan. And and I kind of, you know, I trusted the weapons that he had and and the defense that he had. So I knew at some point they were going to emerge and break out. And lo and behold, (laughs) <laughs> since the time we've spoken, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won Super Bowl 55 for those of you that have been living under a rock. And yes, I know this is old news. This happened back in February, but I didn't get to put my stamp on it for this damn show. So I'm going to do it right now. This is like my epilogue to the Super Bowl, and it's going to be to open up uh, <laughs> this season, right? You know, you got you to gotta cap off the season. So yes, Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl championship more than any franchise in NFL history. All right? He has more than any one single team. Okay? That is incredible. So, you know, he did it year one with the with the Buccaneers. You know, everybody's talked about Peyton Manning winning one with the Broncos, but he didn't do it in his first year. You know, we're in, we're in a pandemic in the world where he didn't have an off-season or, you know, OTAs, all that stuff. He didn't really get to build a chemistry with his receivers, his tight ends, his O-line, all that stuff. 
You know, there was all these hurdles in the way, and there was a lot of bumps in the road during this season. We all remember the whole debacle with Chicago and him forgetting that it was fourth down and every, the internet and everybody making fun of him and father time, this and that. It finally come for Tom Brady. But lo and behold, we get to the playoffs. They made it in as a wild card, went on the road for three straight games, defeated the Washington football team, defeated Drew Brees, who has now since retired as of today. He's retired from the NFL, beat Drew Brees in his last game at home in the Superdome, defeated Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau in Green Bay for the NFC Championship in his first try. And he gets to the Super Bowl. And if the stakes couldn't get any higher for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and all the media and analysts and even my haters on Facebook and social media just doubting that Brady was going to be not going to be able to do anything. They were underdogs against none other than Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But the Buccaneers did have a little bit of momentum on their side, not just with the wins in the playoffs. But they were the first team in NFL history, and who other than Tom Brady leading the way, and them getting to host the Super Bowl in their own damn stadium in Tampa, Florida. So the stage was set. Patrick Mahomes, everybody had already proclaimed him the new greatest of all time. After only winning one ring, are you kidding me? This guy, they were saying he was already the greatest of all time. The media already declaring dynasty and this and that and how Patrick Mahomes was just going to easily win seven Super Bowls. And what happened? The Kansas City Chiefs got beat down, beat down, folks, by this Buccaneers team. And not just by the defense, which I'll give a, a hell of a lot of a credit to because they stopped the Chiefs from scoring a single touchdown. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. Two offensive linemen out. So, yes, he was he was uh, he had no chance. To get anything done. But Tom Brady also threw for three touchdowns. One to Leonard Fournette. One to Antonio Brown. One to Rob Gronkowski. All players he recruited to come to the Buccaneers. And play for him in Tampa. And just have a fun ride in the final years of his career. And he wins his seventh Super Bowl. Everybody was already declaring the Chiefs a dynasty. After one ring. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) oh my haters on facebook i dealt with them i dealt with them like they had nothing to say and i will arrogantly call them out for the next like couple of months until the season starts again i will continue to rub it in their faces and i don't give a damn if that makes me look arrogant and cocky and y'all can call me a bandwagon jump bandwagon jumper to the buccaneers even though i've rooted for that team like almost you know since i was young you know i got family that lives down there i repeated that ad nauseum but still, my, my haters on Facebook still don't get it. And you're not allowed to have two teams. Well, you know what? I can have two teams. I have more, my number one, the Patriots, are still my team. Still loyal to them. But I've also, per, before Brady, before Tom Brady, I would still cheer on the Buccaneers in the NFC. I have, I have merchandise of theirs. I have family. I've, I've met, you know, players from the Buccaneers at games. I met Coach John Gruden back in the day when he was still the head coach. So, yes, I was also a fan of the Buccaneers way before Tom Brady arrived. So, yes, I get to get away with that as my second team. And, you know, I told you the football gods, they love me, okay? And Tom Brady, me and him, we're good friends. I knew, I knew, somehow I knew. I even There's even a Facebook post if you go back and you want to be one of those people that search my posts. There's, a, there's a, a post on it that I made that I can see Tom Brady landing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, I can just see it. it. It makes perfect sense with all the weapons that are there and that defense with Todd Bowles. And that's where he ended up. Like, you, the football gods love me. I'm a seven-time Super Bowl champion. 
You can't take that away from me, folks. I'm the greatest heel on Facebook, bar none. All right? I'm smarter than y'all. All right? I'm always ahead of the game with y'all. Those of you like to call me a hypocrite on stuff, it's perfect. That's that's the perfect characteristic of a heel. A heel's supposed to be hypocritical. He's supposed to be a hypocrite. That's what I am. When you so when y'all think you got the best of me, I'm a hundred steps ahead. I'm the I'm the fucking joker, okay? When it comes to to being a heel, right? I'm ahead of y'all. I'm smarter than y'all. You can't you can't beat me. I'm a seven time champion. Can't take that away from me. I know I'm a Patriots fan, but the Buccaneers that that ring counts for me too. Seven rings. Deal with it, people. Deal with it, Jake Ramirez. Patrick Mahomes, you call him the current goat. There is no current goat. There is only the now. There is only Tom Brady. And I want to end it with this. I hate it that we pre-crown people. You know? That's the best part of this Super Bowl win. More than anything, more than Brady winning the seventh, it's the fact that everybody was already declaring the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes. You know, the, the next dynasty, already the greatest of all time. And 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 here's the here's the kicker, a lot of the analysts that were like, oh well, of course the Bucks should have won. You know, the, the 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 Chiefs didn't have those offensive linemen. Well, you knew that ahead of time, right? Th- those players were injured like post the AFC Championship game. So going into that, you all knew, you knew it, right? If you don't have a good offensive line, you're going to get destroyed. And even Tom Brady's proof of that. If if you can't protect him, he's done. He's cooked. Um, but yet you all you all uh, you know you went with it anyway. You know. You put all your eggs in that basket with Mahomes, and you all want it to be right so bad, so bad you all wanted it for him to be the next GOAT or the, you know. And, and now all of you got egg on your face, and you all are mad at Tom Brady for him throwing all of that back in your faces. And not only that, the fact that you all were telling him that he was finished already. And now I can't wait for this upcoming season because all of that team, most of it, almost I want to say like 98% of that team is coming back. And none of this run-it-back bullshit that the Kansas City Chiefs were going. No, no. I know it's hard to repeat as Super Bowl champions. I know that as a pa- the Patriots did it. But that was back like in 4 5 It hasn't been done since. It is fucking hard to win a Super Bowl. But, you know, Tom Brady winning all of those during that span has what's made everyone believe that it's super easy. And that just goes to show that you all take for granted how special Tom Brady is. Like, that's how special he is is that he makes the super bowl winning the super bowl look like it's just like anybody can do it so that's the that's the sweetest part of this whole thing is that you all pre-crowned the chiefs you pre-crowned mahomes as the greatest ever and now he's one and one in the super bowl even if when it's all said and done let's say tom brady let's say he doesn't win another super bowl and he just has like you know two three more great seasons in tampa and, and then retires even if mahomes were to even, you know, win seven Super Bowls in total for his whole career as well. He will never be able to live down that he lost head-to-head against Tom Brady. And not even in his prime. He's at the end of his career and he lost. And I know all of y'all are going to, you know, all you simps are going to be like, oh, it, it was all the defense. Well, <laughs> the Tom Brady threw three touchdowns. That's that, To a lot of people, that's something in the Super Bowl. So, you know, you know, the defense did its job, but it's not like they were, you know, making touchdowns not like Patrick Mahomes was throwing pick sixes you know the offense still had to score points <laughs> I mean Tom Brady what he was he, it wasn't like he was throwing to to nobody but that's what you all get that's what all you haters get you know and I hope they win it again just to shut up all the analysts because y'all are always wrong every year and I'm sure y'all are gonna have Kansas City favored again and the Bucks 
you know, they should be heavily favored, especially with, with the, all of that defense coming back. They signed Shaq Barrett, Levante David. You know, we'll see if they get back on Dominic and Sue. Like I said, 98% of this team is all coming back. Um, and, and I'll get to that more with Abe Trevino when we do our free agency special and draft, all that stuff that's coming up soon. We'll, we'll talk about all that stuff. But, I mean, 98% of that Super Bowl team is coming back. And this wasn't just a one-off for Brady. You know, he he's still, I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll forever have that chip on his shoulder. And he wants to do it again. You know, he wants to completely distance himself he's ha- he's gonna have like two three hall of fame careers in one that's just incredible by the time he does actually retire i don't even think he's gonna get the respect he deserves he's gonna be like, everyone's gonna be like finally get the hell out of here tired of you winning all the time but that's uh that's a goat for you that's a real goat for you restructuring his deals so he can sign more players keep the team together because it's all about the team it's amazing what this guy is doing in tampa bay and I will continue to cheer on. I will continue to cheer on the Patriots. A lot of fun. It's been a it's been a fun start to 2021. I know we're still in this pandemic, but you know I got Cobra Kai season three that came at the right at the beginning of the year. That was fantastic. Lived up to all the hype and surpassed it. Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, seven time champion. You know NFL free agencies coming up. All that stuff is fun. They just announced Creed three. I'm going to talk about that when we come back from the break. But yeah. Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champion. Suck it, haters. I'm the greatest heel on Facebook, social media, whatever you want to call it. I'm the best heel. I'm better, just like MJF says from AEW, I'm better than you, and you know it. This is Palace Off the Top Rope. We'll be right back. Something woke the box my people guard. It's called out to the dark place. The enemy is here. We have to be ready. Welcome back to the show, and that was a spot for Zack Snyder's Justice League coming to HBO Max, only on HBO Max, starting this Friday or Thursday if you're staying up late, a late bird like me. But I don't know. I don't know if I can watch four hours. If this thing does drop at midnight, that would be 2 a.m. in my time, and that would be what? I would be up till 6 in the morning. I could probably do it, but... I don't know. We just went through a time change here, so I'm still trying to adjust to that. So I'm kind of getting tired a little bit earlier. And also, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to premiere. And let's 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 start with that uh, next topic here on the show: uh, the streaming wars, the streaming era that's upon us now with everything. And we're it's a it's a weird time right now, right? Because of the pandemic and a lot of stuff has shifted to the streaming platforms. Uh, the Academy Awards were announced today, and basically almost, if not all, of the titles nominated for Best Picture were all on, on Netflix, you know, Amazon Prime, you know, HBO Max. So it's a weird time, and we've had a, a couple of shows already debut there, um, starting with WandaVision, which I don't really want to get into. I have somebody in mind that I want to talk about that in a future episode, but Yes, we've got the the Snyder Cut. You know, it, it's another version of the Justice League movie from 2017, you know, with Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, and, and all the cats coming back. And, and it's it's going to be a four-hour original version of what the movie should have been. Now, who knows if that would have really been a four-hour movie in the theater. I don't know. We'll never know. But the fact that they've got HBO Max as a platform to debut this thing, they can make it as long as they want. Originally, it was going to be a miniseries, and they were going to debut like one-hour 
per week type of deal, but they decided ultimately to just release it as one big movie, which I think people for something like this, the, the, the diehard fans, there's some good diehard fans and then there's the real toxic ones, uh, would prefer it to be like a four hour straight movie. Um, and I don't mind length, even though I do have a problem with stuff being so long these days. Sometimes if I see a movie's over two hours, I'm like, ah, oh, that's so long. But yet if it's a Martin Scorsese three hour epic, three hour and a half hour epic, like the Irishman, I'm like, hell yeah, give it to me. I want more, more, more. Uh, so I'm a little bit of a hypocrite when it comes to that sometimes. But, um, for the most part, you know, I can sit through any movie, but you know, a four hour superhero movie, like what are you going to jam pack in there? Like, this is Zack Snyder we're talking about. Like, you know, he's not necessarily the best storyteller. He's good for the visuals and all that stuff. I know he'll deliver with all of that. My 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 thing with him has always been, can you give us the goods? Can you give us the substance of a good story? And we'll see if he'll be able to deliver that with uh, the Snyder Cut or Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's what it's officially titled. Um, but, yeah, there, there's that. And then there's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is the next MCU property to hit the streaming platform i know wandavision was all the talk and you know it kept people buzzing for about nine weeks yeah it was nine episodes so about nine weeks it was buzzing and people were talking about it you know good stuff bad stuff you know again i don't want to talk too much about that uh i'm gonna leave that for a future episode but i think for the most part you know it it was a nice little experiment i guess i'll I'll tease it with that for what they did you know there's some stuff where i was like okay you know whatever um, it just felt like, you know, an exaggerated version of a, of an actual movie they would release. But for the most part, I liked what they did and we'll see what happens here with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which are two characters that are kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and I think their story will work for a television show as opposed to one single movie. Now, if the rumors are true and I don't really read into much uh, rumors these days, you know, as I like to just watch things because I'm going to watch them. There's no need to know things ahead of time. But, you know, with all the clickbait and all the Twitter and all that stuff, sometimes people just like to blurt out news to blurt out news. And unfortunately, I do follow people that that, that talk about this stuff a lot. And they had said that there's only going to be six episodes of this thing. Now, we'll see if... uh, the rumor is that these episodes are going to be running for like an hour long. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, WandaVision was like 30, 35 minutes max for an episode. And that's good. 10 minutes of credits rounded up to 40, whatever. Uh, and hopefully most of the chunk of time for Falcon and Winter Soldier will be credits. Because a whole hour of just those two characters looks like it's just bickering. And I'm sure there'll be more to it. And... You know, everyone's going to go gaga. All the reactions coming out early from all these critics that have it, they're praising it. But of course, they're all predictable because they're always the same, like, reactions. And of course, they're the people that always get the first access to it. So of course, they're not going to say anything bad about it because they want to continue to get that exclusivity. You know, they're not going to bring any objectivity to it. So it's all going to be high praise. And that usually happens for all the superhero stuff, especially when it comes to Marvel. And I'm not, I don't, I mean, I sniff out all that BS real quick, you know. So I'm going to wait to see what happens Friday. So I'm not going to go off of these early reactions. I know there's some fans and some some of my friends on Facebook and Twitter all that that'll buy into all that. Same thing with the with the Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, early word out is like, "Oh, some people are calling it a masterpiece already." Like, "Okay, calm down." Th- that person tr- the person who tweeted that was a special guest of Zack Snyder to watch that movie. So of course they're going to hype it up. They were a personal guest of the director. What are they going to do? Bash the movie? Come on now. Let's let's be realistic here. So Pump the brakes on um, on the high early reactions, you know. 
you know, even even me with stuff that I'm really into. If there's high praise for it and I'm super excited about it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wait to see how I feel about it. I can't go in with pre pre notions and everyone hyping it up to be something that it may be or may not be. So you know, so that that that's my take with like early reactions. But once the Snyder Cut does uh, premiere, I will be talking about this movie with Tyler Bishop, and we'll do a whole episode about it. Again, hopefully, I'll be able to catch it this weekend. And we'll do a whole episode soon. I know he's ready for it. He's been talking. We've been talking about this for a very long time. You can go back to one of the season one episodes. I believe the, I forgot the episode title or the episode number, but the the title of the episode is Fandomes. If you want to go back and listen to that, I did a whole episode with Tyler about everything that was upcoming for DC, and we talked a lot about you know the the Snyder Cut and and, and what it means and all that stuff. And we we did talk a lot about that we would do an episode once it came out, whether it be a mini-series or the four-hour cut. So now that it's, we know that it's just a straight-up movie, we can do just one big episode on it as opposed to a weekly breakdown episode, which they were going to do originally. So that'll be a lot of fun. But what I want to talk talk about, and I, I know I went on this huge rant on the, the streaming and uh, and all that stuff, but I'm very excited about one piece of news that came out a couple of days ago. And that was the announcement that Creed 3 is going to be happening. And for those of you that know me, I am a huge fan of the Rocky universe. And uh, Creed 2 wrapped up pretty much the story of Rocky Balboa. Like, it was a really good send-off. So it was announced that Michael B. Jordan is going to actually not only return in the role of Adonis Creed, but he's going to direct the movie. He's going to be stepping in the, you know, the shoes that Stallone did with the, the, the sequels to Rocky in the early or late 70s, early 80s. He stepped into that role and directed these movies. So it's going to be interesting to see what Michael B. Jordan does through the lens and the type of story that they're going to present. And I know there's a couple of people already theorizing of what the story should be. And, oh, let's, let's make it about Clubber Lang's son and all that stuff. And, I mean, if that ends up being the story, so be it. I, I will go with what is presented to me. But if it were up to me, I would like to see this character and this story go off in, in an original direction. Let's let's do an original story, but yet keep the echoes of the in the shadow of the Rocky legacy and all that stuff. You know, just throw it on as little like uh like little, you know, sprinkles here and there and make that movie movie flourish. But have it be its own story. And knowing Michael B. Jordan and and Ryan Coogler who's put out an outline for this movie, I know they got something special and something good in store. Uh, now, Michael B. Jordan has never directed before. This will be his debut, and what a hell of a debut to have, and I know the pressure is going to be on him for that. Um, I won't be overcritical on it, like, oh, he has to do this, he has to do that. No, 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 no. But I am super excited for him. I do trust uh, what Coogler and, and Jordan have brought to not only the character, but just the franchise in general. They've gave, given it such new, fresh life here in this 21st century. You know, the Rocky movies debuted in 1976, and here we are in 2021, and the legacy is still going on. But I would love to see it expand. Now let's see where Adonis Creed goes, you know, without Rocky. You can still have the spirit of it, but without the physical presence of Rocky. And now this is just me assuming Stallone's not going to be involved with it. Now he hasn't mentioned anything of it, of course. So I'm just assuming that he's done with the franchise and he's moved on because there's a key part in that movie where Stallone's character of Rocky says to Adonis, it's your time. Um, so I'm assuming it's wrapped up and there was even an Instagram video that came out months later after Creed 2 saying how Stallone had was done with the character and all that stuff, even though there's been rumblings of him wanting to do Rocky. Uh, the character 
in some type of other movie or TV series or, or whatever it is. But that's that's Stallone. He's always talking about wanting to do more stuff. But as far as the Creed franchise now, this is a chance for him to really, uh, and I'm talking about Michael B. Jordan, is for him to really shine, be his own, and, and see where he can take this franchise. And I'm looking forward to it. And it's going to be, as far as I know, it's a theatrical release. It's going to be coming to us next uh, Thanksgiving in 2022. So that's my next big movie that I'm like, I have a countdown for. I'm not going to be looking up at plot spoilers and all this stuff. I'll, I'll be interested to see who they cast and all that stuff. But I don't want to know story details because, again, I'm going to see the movie anyway. Why am I going to ruin it? By looking up what's going to happen in the story and whatnot. I'll go by whatever's given to me in the trailers and that's it. That'll be enough and I'll enjoy the movie for what it is. So I'm super excited. Creed 3 coming next year. Um, a lot of fun stuff. This year, hopefully, again, I don't want this to be doom and gloom. I, I, I brought a lot of that last year as far as like what's going to happen to movie theaters and, and these movies, that big budgeted movies that have been pushed uh, we're, we're, we're now coming to like the year mark of when this pandemic started and we were wondering well, what's going to happen to Fast and Furious 9 and Black Widow and James Bond and you know they're all still slated for this year 2021 and uh, I want to talk about that a little bit as well um, again I was doom and gloom last year I didn't know I was very uncertain of what was going to happen to our industry of course I work at a movie theater um, but it, there's been a lot of promise this year and uh, I'll start back at the beginning of the year so I moved to another location, a much more busier location, and uh, two movies that stood out to me. Uh, the Little Things with uh, Denzel Washington, which brought out a really big crowd for it. Uh, again, movie stars, I think, still matter somewhat because if The Little Things had just anybody else in it, this movie would have tanked and done nothing. So that brought out a crowd for a Denzel Washington movie. So that gave me, you know, my meter of hope going up. It, 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 it it went up like three blocks, and uh, and the thing with that is that the little things also premiered on HBO Max, which is a streaming platform that you can get for fourteen ninety nine, and you could watch it for free there. Um, so and yet people still came out to the theater to watch, so that was a good sign. But the biggest test was uh, Tom and Jerry, which just uh, premiered about almost a month ago. I want to say uh, a little close to a month ago, and that was also going to be an HBO Max. Uh, release where you can see it at home for fourteen ninety nine, not have to pay extra like a Disney Plus thirty dollars. How, however, they do their their premiere access, but yet a lot of people showed up for this movie, and um, well, at least here in Texas, I know uh, across the nation theaters are barely opening back up. Like in New York, I think L.A. is about to open up later this week, or uh, at least for sure by the end of this month they'll be reopened. But a lot of people came out. Now, that could be either one of two things. Either people are still excited about the theatrical experience and want to go through all that, or there could also be, it could also be an outlier. Uh, here in Texas, while I was away on break during this whole thing, we had a winter storm here where we were all, you know, without power, without water, all that stuff. We were all confined to our homes. You know, I was without work for a week because of this. Um, so it could have been, you know, just the families wanting to come out and finally get out of their homes. But it's been like that for the whole pandemic, you know, with this quarantine and lockdown. You know, we've had movies come out, you know, during quarantine and all that stuff. And it'd be whatever. But it wasn't like this. So, you know, again, my high hopes for the theater movie going experience, like they're they're trending in the right way for me. 
and it's trending in a positive way. So I'm hoping, you know, we got what? In April, we got hopefully uh, Black Widow at the end of April or right at the beginning of May. You know, Cruella from Disney. That one they're pushing also as a theatrical thing and not Disney+. Plus. It's 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 getting heavily marketed. Um, we got Top Gun in June. Fast and Furious went from like May to like June. So there there's positivity there. I, I do believe these movies are going to start to release. Um, one big sign that came up was uh, A Quiet Place Part 2 which was originally going to be in September, moved up all the way to Memorial Day weekend in May. So that's a very good sign, pushing it up all those months. So that's a very good sign uh, for the movie theaters. So, yeah, uh, again, the little things, and Tom and Jerry did bring out good crowds. You know, we got Godzilla versus Kong, which is going to be another HBO Max Warner Brothers movie that you can watch at home for $14.99, or you can come to the movie theater. And I've looked at our pre-sales, and they're actually pretty good. So I'm expecting that movie to be a huge hit, and we're expecting like pretty good crowds uh, during that weekend or week. I think it starts on a Wednesday for that movie. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, so that, that's good for this show, especially in terms of content. So a lot of these movies are going to be coming out. I haven't done reviews for anything in a very long time. I did watch the Tom and Jerry movie with my kids. It's it's silly and dumb, but it was fun for the kids. They liked it. I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, it's not like it's not going to make a top ten list of mine or anything like that. But I enjoyed it. It was fun and silly. Whatever. Um, it, it, it's you can do that with movies. Not and this just goes to show that I'm not like one of those people. Even though everyone has that pre you know conception about me when it comes to movies, like oh, Palace. Why do your movies always have to be serious and good and Oscar contenders? Like, I'm not even like that at all. Like, if you really knew me, I'm not like that. I, I, may, I may come off like that, but I know how to enjoy movies like that where I don't have to really think about it and can just take it for what it is. So pump the brakes, haters. Um, I can enjoy a dumb, fun movie like that. But yeah, streaming, uh, it's dominating right now. It's going to dominate the Oscars. Um, and real quickly on that. What a snub. Um, For Delroy Lindo, I talked a lot, or not a lot, but at least I covered on this podcast last year the movie Defy Bloods from Spike Lee, which I thought was a very powerful film. And Delroy Lindo gave just one of the most, like, heartbreaking, just 100%, like, adrenaline type of performance. Like, Delroy Lindo's been around forever, and he's one of those guys that's not like a, he's not like a Tom Cruise or a Denzel, like a leading man type thing. Even though I, I think he's done some leading man roles, but he's always been one of those like side characters, like one of those actors you can always depend on in a good supporting role. And here, man, like he just gave the performance of a lifetime, and it was not even acknowledged. Like, come on, man! Like it, that just it sucks. I feel bad for him because it was a really like one of those like, man, I know I'm coming to the end of my career, and I have one of these performances in me, and I'm going to give it my all. And that's certainly what he did in this movie, and. And and it wasn't even acknowledged, so that sucks. And also another weird little nugget was uh, Lakey Stainfield, I think that's his name, and uh, Daniel Kuala. I think I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing these names wrong. I apologize. Anyway, they're the two actors from Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, one of them's got to be the lead, but yet they were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which is hugely strange to me. I try to get. Uh, I got some answers from Daniel Tucker, but I'll have to talk about it with him a little bit more. Uh, just so weird for a movie like that to have two 
two of its main characters in the supporting role and not one of them at least get a shot at uh, best actor unless the crowd was too, you know, filled up and they had to just put them both in for best supporting actor. So I thought found that to be a little bit weird. Um, as I mentioned, a lot of the best picture nominees were streamers. And surprisingly, I've seen a lot of most of them, if not all of them. Sound of Metal got a lot of nominations, which I'm, I'm happy for. Really, really great movie on Amazon Prime if you want to check that out. The Trial of the Chicago 7, which to me is still the best movie of the year. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, um, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, which I still need to see now. I definitely need to see now that it's nominated for Best Picture and Best Actress for Carrie Mulligan. Uh, definitely going to check that one out. But for the most part, I've seen a lot of these movies. Um, you know, I'm going to stick with my gut. I, I, I think... Um, Trial of the Chicago 7 is the best one out of the, I believe it was 9 or 10 nominees that are on there. Um, but, you know, again, it's a weird year. Streaming, people are saying that's the future, and, and it's a big part of it. But, you know, and I was like that. We're like, oh, this is where everything's headed, and I don't like it. But, nah, I'm more than certain that the movie theater going experience, it's going to remain. And, you know, not that these Oscars don't count, but it's it's just a weird year. So I'm not going to put much stock into it. You know, I just feel bad that Delroy didn't get nominated. That's that's about as mad as I got. And usually all of us at some point or that are really into this stuff get a little mad over something that was either nominated or wasn't nominated. So for me, that this year it's Delroy. Fantastic performance. It's on Netflix. Check it out if you get a chance. Really strong movie. A lot of good performances, but nothing more powerful than Delroy Lindo in that movie. And I don't know politics and campaigning and all that stuff play into this stuff with the academy awards you know tucker tells me about all this stuff and you know sometimes it turns me off like man that just sucks like just nominate the best performances and i think he gave one of the best performances in 2020 so eh, i don't know um let's take one more final break and then we'll wrap things up here this is the season two premiere of palace off the top rope this is episode 100 it's just me and a mic talking to you guys i hope you're having fun so stick around we'll be right back I made a promise to protect her. He did the same. It's Godzilla. We need Kong. The world needs him. Theaters and on HBO Max, March 31st, rated PG-13. Welcome back to the show as we wrap things up here on the 100th episode, the season two premiere. Thank you guys for joining me once again. I, I really appreciate it. You know what season we're also in, usually around this time where I'm like just giddy and, and, and ready to dive right into? We're in WrestleMania season. And I've kind of like just been whatever with wrestling, and that includes AEW. Um just as a whole, watching like Raw and SmackDown weekly has kind of just—it's uh, not been worth it. There's some stuff that I like for the most, but for the most part, the product is really bad. AEW's good, but also for the like for the most part, it's a lot of like you know you get the same like matches. Like they're good, like their wrestling's always good. The storylines are good also, but I don't know. There's just something about it where like it, it's come to a point where. I can almost and, and I tested this theory just to see if it works and and if it's watchable. So I watched the Royal Rumble in January without watching any of Raw and SmackDown or the build to it. 
and uh it was fine like i was able to catch up with whatever was going on in the in the feuds and in the storylines like i was able to catch up and pick up and then with AEW you know i i would see their stuff on on social media and twitter uh through their shows on dynamite and all that stuff so i kept up through that way but for the most part i saw a lot of stuff out of context not in full view and i watched their pay-per-view last week uh AEW Revolution and I was able to follow everything without having to really watch the television shows weekly. And AEW specifically, they do a good job at, at recapping everything that's led up to, to, to the matches and whatnot. And WWE's usually good about that too with their production packages and their videos. They're, they're, they're still the best at that. Like nobody has topped them uh, on a production value. Like they, they're just a top notch. So I think I may be doing that going forward with wrestling. Like if I'm invested enough in what matches are going to take place, um, I will order the pay-per-view. Um, and for WWE, it's going to be a real interesting one because their streaming network is no longer going to be like its own entity. It's it's going to be devoured into the Peacock network, which is part of the Comcast Universal, which is basically where you see all the NBC stuff. And it's going to be part of that. And it's not going to be the same anymore. So um, that's going to be interesting. Like WrestleMania for sure I'm going to watch. And I'll do my preview show for all that. And and, and I'll, I know I'll be able to keep up because it's just I'm in the loop on social media and all that stuff. They're always good at telling you what's going on. But, you know, I'm, that might just be able to do it for me. Like as far as like if I can't watch it weekly, that's fine. The pay-per-views will be enough to catch me up if I'm invested enough. But if it's like a WrestleMania Royal Rumble, which I will automatically watch because those are the big shows. But if it's like a, you know, a middle middle of the yard pay per view, eh, I'll just skip it, and I'm not really gonna miss out much um, until the product gets really better, gets me something to really hook onto. I don't know, it's just kind of there, and it's or maybe I'm just coming to the end of my wrestling fandom. Maybe I've just outgrown it now. Maybe I've seen as good as it's gonna get, even though that's probably not true, but. You know, there, there's a lot of good wrestlers out there, and they're, they're putting on tremendous matches. And some of them are good storylines. Some of them are okay. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It may just be a, a funk that I'm in with wrestling. And usually WrestleMania usually gets me more hyped again. And I, I my, you know, love for it starts to come back right after that, and I get really into it. But I don't know. WrestleMania this year, uh, it's going to... It's going to have a live crowd for the first time since this pandemic started. It's going to be in Tampa, Florida again. And they're looking to have it at Raymond James Stadium. And they're looking to have around 45,000 fans, which would be the largest get-together uh, since the pandemic. So, you know, Vince McMahon, you know, he wants to be the first to do something and, 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 and you know, be a, a record setter. So they're going to push for this. And we'll see if they'll be able to do it. Now, we're... It's March 15th. WrestleMania is April 10th and 11th. And you want to get 45,000 people. Usually these tickets start to sell like in months in advance. But now you're, you're looking at less than a month. And with the way the product is, if the product was really good, I say you could reach that amount. But I don't know. You know, will they get into the thousands? For sure. But will they reach that capacity? I think the Super Bowl had about 20,000 plus. And a lot of that was given to. Also, the health workers, like, for free. We'll see if WWE does something like that. But if they want to fill, like, that stadium to, like, 45,000 capacity, even though they can hold more. 
But if they want to reach that number, you're going to see a lot of free tickets be given out because I don't think people are are going to want to spend a huge amount for a product that's been like so-so. Like it's been – this is the worst the product has ever been since I've watched it or at least since I've watched it in my lifetime. Um, you know, there's one match that I'm looking forward to at WrestleMania, uh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. But, you know, there's only – a few matches that have been announced and you know we're less than a month away and they still got another pay-per-view to put on this weekend so i don't know we'll see what they come up with it's going to be a two-night event again uh we know john cena is not going to be involved this year because he has filming commitments to his uh spin-off of the suicide squad television show that he's doing for hbo max so you know you lose star power there like who are you going to bring in to you know, really draw you to WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar might not be involved. You know, that's another big star that's out. Like, what are they? What are they going to cook up to for a two night event that's going to hook you for those two days? You don't have the Undertaker anymore, even though he's not, you know, what he used to be. But you know, the the aura and the attraction of him was always there. You don't have that anymore. Like, what are you going to cook up for two nights? Bad Bunny. I know he's hip with the youngsters, but he's not a full time wrestler. He'll wrestle a match at WrestleMania, but is it going to be? good enough to attract an audience for two nights what are you going to cook up for someone like me you know are you going to have becky lynch return in a surprise role or something like that That could get me going ronda rousey something like that you know as far as like the men's side of wrestling you know you know the rock's not going to do it stone cold steve austin will pop in for anything you know unless it's like i don't know i don't think he, he would do like another referee angle or something like that that's been super played out but what are you, you going to cook up, WWE? Like this is WrestleMania, two nights. You're gonna make you're gonna make this the return for your live audience. What are you going to cook up? You know, I saw the Royal Rumble. You know, I've seen a couple of Raws and Smackdowns here and there, but not you know in full context. The product is just it's there. It's nothing wow. Like you got to wow me for WrestleMania. Uh, we'll see what happens. You had my intrigue last year because it was in the pandemic. What are you going to do in a small, empty arena? What are you going to do? And, you know, they pulled off a decent two nights. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, But I'm still going to cover it. I will still watch it. You know, I'm a wrestling diehard till I die. But just right now, it's just it's it's not the most interesting thing. And that's just the way that it is. But thank you guys for joining me. On this 100th episode in the season two premiere of Palace Off the Top Rope. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can download through there. You can give me the five-star reviews. I would greatly appreciate it. You can listen and download on Spotify. Please follow there. Uh, search Palace Off the Top Rope. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to share this link through my social media pages on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram through podbean.com. And uh, you can also download the app through them. You can listen there and, uh, you know, leave feedback, comments, you know, whatever you want to do. I, I appreciate any feedback, whether it's positive or negative. Um, I love doing this show. I'm glad I'm back. Thank you for letting me rant. Uh, for those of you uh, that are Tom Brady haters, you're going to want to skip like the first 20 minutes. <laughs> and then you'll you'll get into like more movie stuff. And you'll, you'll enjoy that stuff. I know you guys do. Um, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you, guys. Um, Snyder cut this weekend. Hopefully I'll bring on Tyler sometime soon after that. We'll cover that. Uh, I got WandaVision to still talk about with a, another surprise guest. And then my big guest that I wanted to bring on, we'll, we'll, we'll bring them on eventually down the line. And then, of course, free agency in the NFL draft is coming up soon. So 
Abraham and myself will will get together and we'll discuss all of this huge news. So much to cover from Drew Brees retiring to Tom Brady restructuring to all these different signings. The Patriots are going all out. Like I'm not going to get into it right now, but they did a lot of signings today. You know, free agencies off and running. NFL draft is coming. The NFL is almost like a a full year long event now. So I love that. NFL is my favorite. But thank you guys so much. We're going to see you on the next episode. Take care. God bless you.